Okay, chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. Uh, we did the first six verses last week. I'll read them kind of by way and briefly go over them. We're only going to do like about four more new verses, but it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's, I know this five-chapter book, you know, most times it'd be about five weeks. I don't even, I've lost track of where we are and how many weeks we've been here, but Part of it's because, you know, the services are bridged, and the other part is because we're going really slow because this is like uber-important stuff. Let's pray. Father, I pray you'd bless your word with, in time we were praying earlier, we don't want to get our, our DNA, our biology all over. We just want to break bread and pass it out. And we want you to be glorified. Lord, speak to hearts. I bet there are hearts here that have never been spoken to. You can break through and just talk right down to us. As deep calleth unto deep in a way that I can't do. So, Lord, here's your word. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. You need to perform surgery on us this morning. Lord, you, you're welcome to. Here we are. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we got up the first six verses. I'll read them quickly. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Boy, I wish I could give you an example of that. Hmm. Hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, where have you heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Tremendous spirit of Antichrist in the world today. I think the whole world is consumed with the spirit of Antichrist. Is there some corner of the world, if you want to experience God and experience God breaking out all over the place, where would you go? The spirit of Antichrist is everywhere. I think what I would do, if, I mean, besides language barriers, it seems like a lot of Muslim nations like Iran, the real outpouring of the spirit in Iran, in China. Uh, you know, places where persecution is very acute. That's where God is moving now. Uh, I think uh, Iran might become a Christian nation at some point. It's, it's incredible uh, what God is doing. Are you listen to the Voice of the Martyrs like I assigned you to? That's your homework, okay? Uh, you're, if you don't pass on the homework, you're getting a D for the course. I'm just telling you, okay? Just, you just have to listen to the Voice of the Martyrs. Because you're thinking, I don't think God's working. I don't think he's... he's major activities in America right now, I'm praying that it will be. I'm praying the Spirit of God will break out all over the place and revival will happen like it's never happened in America. Will it? I don't know. I think it has to happen in my own heart first. I think it, happens, it has to happen in our own church first. Let's keep moving. You've heard the Spirit of Antichrist where you've heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children. You've overcome them through. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can lie to me all you want. I'll see right through it. Why? Greater, the spirit of truth lives in me. Not always. I won't always see it, but I will for the most part. God, the church of Jesus Christ, by and large, isn't deceived. Why? You're of God, little children. He's talking, believe not every spirit. And this spirit of Antichrist would come against us in, in a powerful way and try to... Over, but, no, but our God's more powerful. Uh, you know, I, I lo you love this about God. You know, our father can beat up their dad anytime. Um, there's people who are trying to undo the work of God in America. What 
what yeah you know i, I i'm gonna i'm talking about this for a second here because uh, we talk about conspiracy any of you guys think would you call yourself conspiracy theorists i i, I am we laugh at oh, conspiracy theorists all of them tinfoil hat words hey 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 wait 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 i'm not saying believe every conspiracy but conspiracy is scriptural uh psalm 2 why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Is the heathen more than one? Yeah, so automatically conspiracy. Uh, and the people imagine a vain thing. Is that conspiratorial? They're conspiring against God. Look it. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You don't know Psalm 2? Are you kidding me? We read it here all the time. You've got to know Psalm 2. If you know any other Psalm, you probably know Psalm 2. It's one of my favorites, and I always refer to it. The kings of the earth set themselves, or in other words, conspire, and the rulers counsel together against the Lord. In other words, conspire, and, they, and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. God ain't ruling over me. That's what they're saying, in essence. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. I love that. Uh, is God really nerved up? No, he's laughing. You, you, oh, okay, people, really? Are you serious? You're rebelling against me? You, uh, uh, they saying, uh, we don't want him. Let us break uh, their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. They speak against the Lord and against his anointed. Read here, Christ. We don't want God. We don't want Jesus. We're not going to do what they say. I'm stifling my own laugh. He that sitteth in heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. What does that look like? Uh, I don't want... Looks like the tribulation, if you ask me. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill in Zion. Coming soon to a planet near you, Jesus Christ will rule and will reign from Zion. It says so right here. Zion, the mountain of God in Jerusalem. But I don't want to keep going there because I won't get anything else accomplished. And uh, who's going to stop that? Well, the whatever group out there, they're going to just join hand in hand and say, we're not going to have it. And God's saying, watch me. You, you are. You absolutely are. Why? You're of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's a spirit in this world, a zeitgeist, a spirit of the age. Is it winning? I think sometimes, and I get very discouraged, and I get cynical. Cynicism has taken over my house. And I think you have to overcome a spirit with an opposite spirit. Uh, uh, you know, um, we, we deal with married couples sometimes who think that the best way to quell a fire is by pouring gasoline on it. Oh, yeah, you treat me this way. I'm treating you this way. Oh, yeah, well, I'm treating... And it's just like... Um, so the couple says, uh, uh, you know, she attacks me with a, with a match. Well, I, what'd you do? Well, I came back at her with a candle. Well, what happened? Well, she attacked me with a torch. Well, what happened? I attacked her with a flamethrower. Who won? I don't know. The house burned down. Uh, who is now, when she come at you with a match, how about coming at her with a squirt gun and quelling the flames? But we always think in terms of like, well, if you do that to me, I'll do that to you. See how you like it. Well, you can't overcome a spirit with the same spirit. We overcome a spirit of bitterness with a spirit of forgiveness. You overcome evil with good. You overcome hatred with love. What do you overcome cynicism with? 
Naivety? I don't think so. I'm not, I, I'd have to, if I, I, to be naive, I'd have to have a lobotomy. I know too many things. But I think a spirit of hope, a spirit of God's on the throne, because I watch the news and I, I, I tell you, it's part of my job description to, to, to know what's going on. And I get very cynical because I think the bad guys are winning. And I forget God's on the throne. He's just letting the whole thing set up the way he's, he's going to. When they all get it all set up the way he wants, they want, He's just going to flick the first domino and laugh as they all fall down. You can't conspire against God, not successfully. You, you shake an angry fist, I won't bow, I won't. You will. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. You can't be against God, it ends up being for God. He's still, he's still going to play out his hand. He's still going to have the last word. Uh, I'll show him. You will show him what? You that a puny man will stand against him successfully, he'd be the first ever. I, I'll say that as a spirit of love, as a pastor's heart talking, I bow now. I'm like, oh, Lord, you're the boss. And joyfully I bow. You, your life, the things you have for me are incredible. Why did I ever think I knew better? Because I ate the apple. And I think I'm the one who tells good and evil. God's saying, you can't. Satan lied to you. He sold you a bill of goods. Oh, you'll be as God knowing good and You can't. You're not. How do I know good and evil? Reading this blessed book. But anyway, let me keep moving. You've got little children. You've overcome them. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of, uh, of the world, and the world heareth them. They're all on the same team. They're all speaking the same language. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that uh, heareth us not, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, in 1 John, he keeps drilling down. Okay, what, How do you live? What do you believe? And do you love? And he goes and he keeps going over these same... Now he's going back to love again. Okay, don't believe every spirit. Spirits are lying. Some, and you don't want to track with them because you're going to be confused. You're going to be wrong. You're going to be in darkness. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God. No, God. Hey, I love, you say. Well, let's check that out, because I always say, look, 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 look. I was depraved, and I was wicked, and I was sinful, and I was selfish, and my whole life was perverted, and it was all about me all the time. Do you think, when I was like that, you think I loved my mom? Do you, you think anyone here want to kind of give me a toss me a bone and say, yeah, you probably loved your mom? What does that prove? Nothing. Nothing. It, it, it's not just like, because I can say somebody, uh, yeah, uh, I, I've had this conversation, do you love? I'm a very loving person. Well, who do you love? Well, I love my spouse. I love my children. I love my grandchildren. <laughs> Praise God. Nobody's asking you not to love your grandchildren. Everyone get that, right? Now, we're all on the same page about that. I, you, I want you to hate your spouse. I want you to hate your kid. No, of course not. That's obviously silly. If that's all you love, if that's how you can show that you love, I, I think I always love my kids. Because when time Mike was born, I was already saved. When Adam was born, I wasn't. But I was a proud dad. That doesn't show anything. That's nothing. The Bible says we're to love strangers. No, the Bible says we're to love our enemies. So don't tell me about that you love your spouse. Great, that's wonderful, and I hope you do. Uh, and I know you do. But if that's your proof, 
If you, how you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I, I love my spouse. I, this, this verse is speaking to me. It might not be. That's all I'm trying to say, okay? Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. I think that's an amazing statement. Um, the Hebrew word for uh, love is ahava. You say, yeah, big deal. You take the aleph, the first letter of the alphabet, it means head. And I, I've said this before. Uh, Hebrew is phonetic in like a pictogram. It's conceptual. You add the pictures and you come up with concepts. Like, uh, you know the first letter is aleph and you know the second word uh, letter is beth. Aleph, beth. Yeah, which sounds like a word I know. Oh. Anyway, uh, uh Pun intended, and going over. You, you think of that on the way home. That's funny. You'll you'll think you'll like that. Uh, so we have the word Aleph Bet, and you take those two letters, and they read from. I'm going left to right. Okay, I'm doing it your way, left to right. Okay, put an Aleph here and a Beth here, and you get the you got a word. Aleph means head. Beth means house. You know Bethlehem, house of bread. Bethany, house of sorrow. A lot of Beth places, and and it means house of. So you have the, the word, you have a word already, ah-ba, because it's phonetic, like English is phonetic. But it's also conceptual, the head of the house is the father. Sorry, ladies, it is, just scripturally, okay? Isn't that incredible? I think, so you get the first two letters, you get the first word, the head of the house is the father. Now, take them, I, I can't draw, I didn't come prepared. So you get an olive, you get a bath, and you put a, a hay right in the middle, okay? A hay's like, a breath. Hey. Okay? It's the fifth letter of the alphabet. When God changed Avram and Sarai to Avraham and Sarah, he put a, all he did was put an H in. Uh, a hey. What we, it's like an H. You know what I mean? And it means he, he put a spirit in them is a kind of way to look at it. It means essence. You put in the middle of the word, it's the essence. What is the essence of the Father? Ahava. It's the Hebrew word for love. Isn't that incredible? I think things like that are incredible. Uh, so you have, and that's really the word for love. What is, what, is, what is God? What is the essence of God? What is the essence of the Father? God is love. It says so right here. He that, loveth, knoweth, uh, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. The essence of the Father is love. It's even the Jewish word for love. The word itself is a little sermon that we can remember, that love comes from God, and if we don't love, we're not godly. Now, now you say, if you love, you're of God. Yes. If you don't love, you're not of God. That's what it's absolutely saying. And it, but it's not the first time it's said. Look at the beginning of chapter uh, bu, 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 three, not uh, the beginning. Um, look at uh, verse eleven of chapter three. This is the message that we heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Have we heard this at all in this blessed epistle? A lot of times. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one. He slew his brother. How do you love somebody and kill him? That's a problem. He's of the wicked one. So what does that look like? It looks like hatred. It looks like envy. It looks like murder. Is this describing your life? I say you repent. I say you ask the Spirit of God in and say, Spirit of God, you come into my life, invade me. Bring this love that you have because I don't have it naturally. I know I didn't. There was some who I loved, but I didn't love my enemies. Certainly. Um... Marvel not, back in chapter 3 still, verse 13, Marvel not, my brothers, the world hate you. We know what we have passed from death and life because we love the brethren. Can I rephrase that? We know we're saved because we love. 
Here, the brethren, i.e., the church, he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Is there any other way to say it? My life is not characterized by love. I, I don't really like people at all. You, you should, I'm just, you should get before God and, Lord, am I really of the faith? Am I, am I really? People annoy me all the time. They, they bug me. The world really bugs me. You mean the world that God so loved that he gave his only begotten son, that world? I mean, because when he comes into us, I know, I know it's not natural, it's not me. I, I think I have this love for people I haven't even met. I pray for people I don't even know. I, I, I don't want anyone to go to hell. I, I put myself out there and share with people what, what happens more times than not. You get rebuked, you get laughed at, you get, why would you do that? Because I don't see anyone go to hell. I, I love people. I, I, Jesus Christ came into my life and he affected me with this love. I, it's not natural. I didn't, I didn't just pull myself up by my bootstrap and decide I think I love everybody. It never happened. It didn't ha- if you're love, loving people, it didn't happen in your life. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. You don't become, I, I'll just love everyone and this way I'll get my way into the kingdom. You ask Christ to save you, and he brings the spirit of love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It says that in Romans chapter 5. I think it's verse 7, but you can check that. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. We know that God loves us. How do we know? Because I think a lot of people do this. You ever pray and not have your prayer answered? Just give me a quick. Oh, good. You all get your... Oh, a couple. I don't care what you say, Adam. I'm never raising my hand. I just swear. Okay, that's fine. This is Maine. Look, why is that? I don't know, because God knows better than me. He's not an indulgent dad. Sometimes a no is a yes. Like if... If, if my kids, when they were very little, said, hey, Dad, can I have, like, ice cream and cake and cookies and, you know, soda and for supper? Like, maybe every great, great once in a while that's okay, but usually it's not. You know, the kids would be, like, by the time they're four feet tall, they'd be eight feet wide and they have no teeth in their head. If they set the menu at our house, probably, right? Um but probably that's the way it is in most... So you say no because you're a loving mom, you're a loving dad. You, you say, yeah, one cookie after you've eaten all your string beans, that's fine. You know what I mean? You, you, don't, you don't let them... Because we love them. I think part of that is why we get no's. The other part about it is because God knows what he's doing, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I always think that God loves me. God wants his best for me. Well... So we throw this hissy fit sometimes. Well, Lord, if you loved me, you'd give me this job, or you'd give me this spouse, or, oh, you loved me, and you gave me this spouse. So this is all this, you know, that we just, and you don't love me because, and we pray, and that we, we know that he loves us or not loves us because of our answered prayer or not answered prayer. Well, where'd you get that? What verse are you talking about? It says this. This is how we know that we, he loves us. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, we might live through him. 
God, you don't love me. Are you sure? You sure I don't love you? You don't love me. You didn't give me this new whatever it was you're praying for. He's saying, let me cross-examine you, pun intended. Are you sure I don't love you? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Here it's saying he gave us his only begotten son. He sent him into the world that we might live through him. He could have just saved us. And I've developed this idea before. He could have just saved us. If the only thing God ever did for me was save me from hell, <laughs> thanks, appreciate it. Yay, God, yay, awesome. Who, who could complain? Is that the love of God? Is that what we're seeing at the cross? Well, yeah, plus. What's the plus? I don't know. Adoption into his forever family? That's kind of a good bonus. I'm not going to hell, and I'm now your son? Wait, come again? Yeah, that's what the cross does. I sacrificed my son so you could become my son. He paid the penalty. He, he, he paid the penalty for all your sins. I'm going to give you his righteousness in exchange. Wait, what? Ouch, that hurts my brain. Adam, I love you so much. You have no idea. It's hard for us to imagine because we, we know us pretty good. and we're, It's hard to imagine anyone would love us like God loves us. And he does. I'm not that awesome. He would know. He says, you're all my desire. The, the, the thoughts I think about you, they're more than the sand by the seashore. If he wasn't God, I'd call that an obsession. He collects our tears in a bottle. Even our spouses don't do that. He loves us more than our spouse. Yeah, look, God loves me. Like, are you serious? That's, on the face of that, that's ridiculous. Here in his, and this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. What does that look like? It looks like the cross. Wow, God. Thanks for loving me. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What do you need more than anything else? I need a teacher. I need to be taught because I'm clueless. No, it's not your biggest need. You can go right to hell knowing everything. You know, uh, You know what my problem is? Poverty. I need stuff. Well, that's axiomatic. Stuff doesn't make you happy. We all know that. Uh, maybe a few of us haven't explored that to the nth degree, but... You know, you buy the new car, you drive it off the lot, and immediately there's a spirit of, oh, now I get this big payment, and you're not even home, and you're already disappointed in your new purchase. And it just stuff doesn't make you happy. We know that. If if God uh, made us happy, He just blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. That was our biggest need. What do we need? We need not to go to hell. We need a Savior. That's what God gave us a Savior. Now, He's given us wealth, He's given us you know, knowledge. He's blessed us in so many ways. But the thing we need the most is we need salvation. Now, some of you here are thinking like, well, I, you're right, I've got to be a better person. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not even hinting at it. I'm saying the exact opposite. Yeah, you're right, Adam. I've got I to do more religious activity. 
you, you haven't heard a word I've said. God loves us. He's done everything. We don't have, when did he demonstrate his love toward us in that while we get sinners, Christ died for us? I was religious. It wasn't working. I tried everything to save myself by being good, by doing religious kind of stuff as I sunk down deeper and deeper into sin and depravity and maintained my religiosity the whole time. Religion work? Only never. Only never. Well, you get the right religion. No. You get the right God. He sent, where is the religion in this verse? Here in his love. Does God love us? Oh, yeah. Here in his love. Not that we love God, and we didn't. I was rebellious against him, and admit it, so were you. Not that we love God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What's propitiation? He paid for our sin. What good work did you do that Jesus Christ paid for your sin? None. Nor could you. You have to understand this. At some point, you have to reject trying to make yourself better before God by doing good works. And any religion that teaches that, which is every religion, is antithetical to Scripture. Not just a little bit different, the exact opposite. So you ask somebody, how do you, how do you get to heaven? Well, you got to, and then they'll give you a list of the things that you have to do and the list of the things that you shouldn't be doing. And every religion that you ask, they'll, they'll, those lists will slightly vary. Most of them will don't commit adultery, don't murder people. I think we all agree on that. But not committing adultery, not murdering people won't make you any closer to God whatsoever. How do you get? Well, it just tells us this is how it works. He sent the son, his son to be the propitiation, the expiation, the payment for in the common vernacular. That's the, is there another way? Listen, if there was, I'd tell you. If I, I, in, in the 40 years that I've read Scripture, I've been through the Bible 40 times. Okay, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. Okay, And if you've been saved a long time, you should have been through the Bible that many times too. I've never seen a verse that says, well, if you do these things and abstain from these things, and there's another way to heaven besides Jesus Christ. It makes Jesus lie. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Listen, what's the payout of all this? God loves me. He's incredibly, hopelessly, madly in love with me and with you. If I don't think you're worthy of the love of God, I disagree with God. If I don't think you're worthy of my love, well, I don't know, this one hand drives me crazy. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I, you know, people have ma uh, marriage problems. I, that doesn't surprise me. They're the best of marriages, my own marriage. Do we have problems? Yeah, sure. Two cats in a sack, watch the fur fly. That doesn't, that doesn't, that's not amazing. The amazing thing is that any of us get along at all. Stop looking at reasons why we don't have to love. Well, I don't love this one because, you know, I the other day when they were walking, I went to stay, and they walked right by, and, they, and it's usually something really, really important like that. It amazes me over the years what I've seen unloving stuff and the what was, trace it back, it was nothing. It was less than nothing. That's Satan's spirit. Hatred, malice, bad intent, cynicism. Those are, that's Satan's spirit. How do we overcome that? Well, opposite spirit, the Holy Spirit. 
I'm not buying in. I'm not playing. You guys don't want to divide into teams, and this one's against this one, this one. Oh, forget Every church in America does that. Me, not playing. Love one another. Love us as God. He that loveth knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? Because God is love. And this was manifest love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, that's a long way to say it. long way to come around the barn to say this. Do we have a reason to love one another? Yes. <laughs> Do we have a reason not to? No. No. And don't talk about somebody's activity. Well, the reason I don't love them is A, B, and C. God can give you the alphabet A, B, C, all the way to Z and beyond about why he shouldn't love you and why he shouldn't love me. He never let it discourage him that we were sinful, that we were horrible, that we were wretched, that we were depraved in every way. He never let that be an excuse for not loving us. Easy peasy, right? In a way it is. It's a supernatural thing. You can't do it in and of yourself. Just, you know, I'm going to ratchet up love. No, but let God love through you. The Spirit of God in our heart. He's the person that you're all upset with. He's not. The person that you think you have something, a good reason. Well, Adam, you don't know. They, they stabbed me in the back. They did this, this, this. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure of that. Don't come and try to tell me why you're the, you're the exception of the love rule. Forget about it. Yes, they did all those things. I'm sure of it. You don't have to convince me. What are you going to do? Just be like God. Love them. Let's stand. Let's go out of here. And this is a, some I guess it's one of those things. I think you listen to this, and I don't know if you're the same. So maybe, you know, I, hey, I got this love thing down. Praise the Lord. It's all right to be all right with God. It's all right to have the Spirit of God work in your life so that I think this is one of those things we all need to take another step forward. And if you need prayer, we'll be here at the service. So just, just an idea, just something, okay? Let's pray. Father, we love this word. I mean, it's awesome, awesome. You're, you love us. Not because we deserve it. We do not. We ill deserve it, Lord. We've done everything to get you upset with us. Instead, you have just loved us and you have sent your Son into the world to be the propitiation for our sins. We praise you. We thank you for this great gift of salvation and this love that you've put in our hearts. We didn't do it. You did it. We praise and thank you for that as well. Bless us now, Lord. Have us demonstrate your love in a real legitimate different way from this moment on in jesus name amen